Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Well, yesterday turned around. The bear market of 2002 might be over, which is ridiculous to say. Stocks ticked higher. Uh, Fed testimony yesterday. Jerome Powell. He's been nominated for a second term, so he sat in front of Congress, in front of the Senate, and he talked about what would be necessary to fight inflation, getting it back to normal levels. And the market's like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. NASDAQ was up 1.4%. The SP 500 up 90 basis points, almost 1%. Dow up one half of a percentage point. Tenure Treasury sits at 1.74%. Bitcoin is, I'm not calling 40 to 42,000 a bottom on Bitcoin, but it looks like 40 to 42,000 is where Bitcoin seems to find a lot of attraction for the uh, bottom investors. President Biden advocated for the uh, Senate rules to be tweaked in order to pass voting right laws, arguing the protections will mark a turning point in this nation. Biden proposed an exception to the filibuster that would allow election bills to pass without 60 votes. In the chamber. Will there be support? Will there not? The end game is starting to become a little bit more in focus on COVID. We think, we hope, we finger cross. Should we attach the word endemic to describe COVID? Or should it become a really, really nasty flu that wise people, i.e. older, and immune compromise definitively get booster shots for. Spain's prime minister became the first European leader to argue that it may be time for the EU to approach COVID the same way it approaches the seasonal flu, scrapping quarantines and case counts and instead relying on a sentinel surveillance system that it aims to protect the weaker population, the elderly, the children, and the immune compromised. Quick refresher on the different type of endemics. A pandemic is when a disease's growth is exponential and spreads across countries. Endemic is a disease that's always present, but spreads at a predictable rate. The who, 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 the owls of the medical community, the health organization, said yesterday that talk of COVID becoming endemic is like already crowning the Packers, the Super Bowl champions. It does look that way. With all the drama that Aaron Rodgers has had this year with, why did the Packers draft Jordan Love? And why why did I get the COVID shot? Oh, I didn't get the COVID shot. Oh, 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 oh. My man, Aaron Rodgers, Super Bowl champion. Um, and the who basically said what's happening is a lot of this is starting now in the West and it's spread to the East. Um. 
we don't have to get into it today, do we? COVID hospitalizations hit a record high on Monday in the United States, topping the peak from last January. But the ICU, people intensely sick, is considerably lower, considerably lower than last year. Capital One announced last month that it was eliminating overdraft fees altogether. JP Morgan increased its charge incurring overdraft amount to $50. It was previously five. PNC Bank introduced a 24 hour grace period on overdraft penalties. Bank of America scrapping the $12 non sufficient funds fee for bouncing a check. Sounds like they're trying to let, uh, kiss up to the millennials, the younger people who are saying, you know what, we don't need banks. We'll go to a different direction to the new technology who are much more shareholder and account holder friendly. Better finances, better vibes, better days. It's kind of what we're feeling today, I feel. A judge has rejected Facebook's request to dismiss an antitrust lawsuit. Amazon faces a second union vote next month. Got kind of a nasty email from a man who I guess I brought up a couple weeks ago that I like certain unions like police unions and teacher unions, firefighter unions. I'm not really for the um, fast food union or the Starbucks union. And the only reason why is to me, you, yeah, you can say the CEO makes X amount of dollars more. Yes, you can say that, um, you know, the small man deserves more pay. Totally get it. I'm not deaf. But what I do, what I see is the more we unionize low paying jobs, the more people who control small jobs or who own small businesses are put in a pickle. Either the small business owner, the franchisee, um, they have to, at some point in time, like, wait, 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 we're going to give them healthcare benefits and higher wages and more time off. I'm going to buy a robot, honey. The guy got real nasty with me saying, you got to protect the low-paid jobs. I'm like, I don't think you can protect the low-paid jobs, friend. Um, I just see, especially with augmented reality and virtual reality coming very, very soon. I see a lot of simpler jobs, lower education needed jobs, lower income jobs continuing to get replaced. I just don't think it stops. And instead of trying to unionize the Starbucks, I'd prefer that we try to educate people to get better jobs, create better jobs. Because if a robot can make my coffee, people are going to vote for robots. Very rarely do you see people say, you know what? I don't mind paying more for a cup of coffee or a hammer. When Amazon came along or when Walmart came along and Kmart came along and started to put all the mom and pop hardware stores out of business, the union wasn't going to protect them. It's just not going to happen. Video game developers were weighing in on unrealistic metaverse expectations. 
it's kind of interesting. This is going to be the year of the metaverse. And I think probably the year where a lot of us go, yeah, that's not really what we thought it was going to be. <clears throat> or ah, it's not going to get there fast enough. So there's kind of a, a betting line now on, you know, how soon does it become a realistic possibility? One minute. Google CEO paid $65 million for a vacant lot in Beverly Hills. Eric Schmidt, former CEO of Google, purchased the Enchanted Hill, a vacant site that once belonged to Microsoft's Paul Allen. Spanning 120 acres, the property has room for multiple guest houses, a sports complex, and luxurious facilities like a winery. He is a wild dude. Talking about loving my job. If it wasn't for characters that come along in the financial media world, 30 seconds. Dr. Eric Schmidt, he goes back to Sun Microsystems where he made a fortune there. And then he goes to go on to Google and he makes a fortune there. Um, he's also, how shall we say, a swinger, a well-documented, well-known. Yeah, I love my job. Can't get in trouble for the truth. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Find me online at epwealth.com. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. I never saw a Harry Potter movie, nor did I read any of the books. Don't get the whole controversy. Sorry. Just not my thing. It, it's... I, wasn't I was too old when they came out and I'm too bored with it already. You're a wizard, Harry. I think that's one of the big commentaries in the movie, in the books. I try to put things into very, very, very simple terms for people. A lot of people in their 20s and early 30s want to own real estate, but they are the typical 20-year-old or 30-year-old with a lot of debt, student loan debt, high cost of living issues. Home buying is probably out of the reach for most of them. That's where REITs come in. REITs rhymes with greets. Structure is similar to a mutual fund, but they trade on stock exchanges like your favorite meme stocks or your favorite big tech stocks, or your favorite blue chip stocks. It's called a REIT, R-E-I-T, Real Estate Investment Trust. It invests solely in real estate. What's beautiful is you, the average millennial, zillennial, people under the age of 35, essentially. Some millennials are like 37 now, getting older. Investing in REITs diversify your portfolio. In theory, they should be more non-correlating to the stock market. So when the stock market goes down, they might trend higher. When the stock market goes higher, they might trend sideways. We should all strive to have diversified portfolios and not live on technology stocks only. 
REITs come in three flavors. There's equity REITs, which are based on equity. There's mortgage REITs and there's hybrid REITs. Let me explain. Equity REITs put your money in actual real estate. Think big apartment complexes, big office buildings, malls, warehouses. So you can buy a REIT that goes out and buys real estate. And if you own 100 shares of a REIT, you don't have to put in more money next month. You don't have, you don't have the mortgage on it. They do. And they professionally manage it. They pay their mortgage on time. Mortgage REITs, on the other hand, loan capital to people who own or operate real estate. What makes REIT attractive in the dividend is the dividend. What makes REITs attractive is the dividend, the dividend, the dividend. What makes REITs attractive is the dividend. I said it six or seven times. You should remember that I like REITs for income. They're required to pay at least 90% of their profits through dividends. Some pay 100%. Since REITs are largely shielded from corporate taxes, less tax equals more profit, equals more money, more money, more money in your pocket. This isn't the most important segment I've ever done, but I'm trying to get you to remember what are REITs. Um, I own some REITs in my portfolio. As I retire, I may own a couple more because they're some of the most attractive income players. Back in the 1960s, we were coming off of World War II. Our Congress was influencing how we're going to shape the world. And one of the things that we all wanted was home ownership, the American dream, a white picket fence. Now, some people didn't like stocks. They're like, the stocks are a little bit too risky. And they still wanted exposure to invest their cash into real estate, but they didn't know how. How do you buy an office building? How do you buy a hospital? How do you buy an oncology center? Well, Congress got together and said, you know what? Well, here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. Corporations, they have to pay taxes. We'll make a, a, a tax structure where the entity doesn't have to pay taxes as long as they give the money back to shareholders. Now, who could own stocks back in the 1950s? Was it all people? Was it people of color? Was it low-income people? Or was it rich white people? And the answer is, of course, rich white people win yet again. Ding, 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 ding. So in the 1960s, Congress created a law that said, you know, these groups can get together and they can work with the SEC and become publicly traded investments. Let me give you an example of equity office properties. They own office properties in Chicago and San Francisco and New York. And maybe not with COVID, they're as attractive with vacancy rates, but they're still pretty attractive. They're not going to go bankrupt anytime soon. They can get into trouble when they splurge. But typically, since Congress said, okay, you don't have to pay taxes, but here's the deal. You're going to share the income with the people who own the shares. Deal. Done. And you're going to become one of the better ways to create income for a lot of people and to get exposure to real estate. So if you're 20 years old, you've probably have never heard of these things. If you're 
30 years old, you've probably never heard of these things. You've heard of Microsoft and Apple and AMC and GameStop, but you've probably never heard of REITs. I just introduced you. There's a couple websites like investinreits.com. I've been on it in a couple of years. It could be a porn site now for all I know. There's a couple mutual fund companies like Cohen, Cowan. I don't know why Trump's fixer just popped into mind versus Cowan, but there's a couple mutual funds that have websites that you can kind of explore and learn a little bit more. Start your homework for lack of a better phrase. I'm not saying you have to do it. I'm saying you really, really should consider REITs. Um, in my opinion, as part of a diversified portfolio and a way for the average Joes to get into real estate. And again, you are a real estate investor. You own the shares. You own the real estate. Now, it may only be one one millionth of a share of it, but that's good enough by me. And if you want to go tell your spouse, honey, we bought an office property in San Francisco. And she's like, honey, I love you. You're taking care of the family and you're supporting us because we have an office building. You don't have to tell her that you only own one, one millionth of it. If you're, tra- if you're picking up what I'm putting down. I'm good with that. Other things to consider today in the stock market. Okay, we got diversification. Do you have any healthcare stocks? You know, healthcare is twenty percent of our uh, our GDP. It's twenty percent of what Americans spend money on. Is the better way of saying that? It's twenty percent of our economy, and it's growing, right? Is it for you? I don't know. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. Okay. Bob Saget dead. 65 tells you. Maybe you don't have to save for retirement. No, no, no. It doesn't tell you that. It says maybe you should get your heart checked a little more often. Stay in good shape. Take care of yourself. That's a pretty early death. And I think we all know who Bob Saget was. For the record, incredibly filthy comedian, incredibly clean cut, nice dad on television. Um, fascinating, right? He, he, he's kind of like the, the father you grew up with on TV. I want to be the uncle that you grew up with that knows about money. During the commercial break, I was thinking, I'm getting way too close to the uncle that's saying, oh, it's okay if you get COVID. I'm getting into healthcare advice that I don't want to give anymore. I don't want to be tied to it. I don't want you to look for me to it. Look for your doctor. Look to yourself. That's not on me. But at Christmas next season, if you saddle up to me and say, thinking about buying a home, I would ask you a question. What do you think is more important? Mortgage rates or the price of the home? And you would say, well, home prices have gone crazy up and I don't really feel I could afford one, Uncle Rob. And be like, it's all about the mortgage rates. Um, It's something that's really incredibly powerful, getting a mortgage. Let's say my producer, who he's younger than me. He's a younger version of me. He's probably making similar money to what I made at his age. And I remember being his age and being in love and going, I want to buy a home but prices have risen too much. 
you know, this is 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, like 2004 and houses prices can rocket it higher, rocket it higher, rocket it higher. Because in the late 90s, stock prices rocketed higher, rocketed higher, rocketed higher. We had inflation of assets is what I'm saying. So if you saddle up to me and say, I want to buy a home, I'm going to ask you what's more important, mortgage rates or the price. And I think it's mortgage rates. Because ultimately, I knew back in 2000, I could afford a home payment of $3,500. And if I had to, I could make it up to $4,200, but I'd be cutting out vacations and things like alcohol, non-necessities. I could afford a payment. I don't care what the rate was. I don't care how much the house cost. What's the difference between a $950,000 home or a $900,000 home or a $975,000 home? They're all around 900 to me. But if my payment could afford 3,500 to 4,200, that's all I could do. Don't ask me for more. And when rates went down, I was able to buy a higher priced home. And when rates went up, I was able to buy a lower priced home because I could afford a payment, not a mortgage rate. No difference in my mind between the difference between $975,000, $925,000 over 30 years, nominal. But how much can I afford to pay is the question. Demand's high right now. We're in historically the slowest season for the housing market, and yet we're seeing strong demand. Fewer homes for sale this year versus last year, but there's a fear of missing out, FOMO that are driving accelerated gains in housing. Because some people have figured out all I can do is afford a payment. So I'd rather get into a, and this is going to be used loosely, a crappy million dollar home now than wait for to be in the same crappy million dollar home next year at a million point one. Even though I want the $1.2 million home now, I'm going to go for the crappy one because that's all I can afford. I'm talking in very loose terms so that you can understand it. I want you to be able to explain this concept to your children. That's the idea. Mortgage rates at, I got a mortgage on the home that I'm in right now, under 2.5%. It's the craziest thing in the world. After I, I, I picked a number, because I have a lot of cash, after I picked a number, I was going to sell my old home, use that money of it to kind of go sideways into this home. I was like, yeah, hey, I'll take a. $450,000 mortgage at 2.5%. It's actually like 2.3%, but don't tell anyone because I don't want people getting jealous of me. I've got dad bod and a 2.3% mortgage. I should have gone up to 600000 I should have gone up to 800000 because it's a cheap cost of money. And now that rates are a whole percentage point higher at 3.5%, I'm like, dang, man, I could have locked in. Interesting update in the world of streaming. You see iPads on the sidelines of football games. You see iPads at hockey games. You see iPads with coaches at baseball games. Now you may be able to watch the games on the iPad. Apple is rumored, more than rumored, speculated to be buying from the New York Times into Major League Baseball. Amazon spent a billion dollars to get Thursday night football. They took their time putting together their package. They, ex they experimented. 
with a woman friendly booth who instead of saying, um, man, that 250 pound linebacker really hit him hard and knocked his brains out. The announcers would go like, wow, that extremely muscular and fit linebacker just hit the running back so hard that he's going to have to leave the game, probably go to the hospital, made it more woman friendly than man masculine friendly. They built up their, their technology so they could stream to millions of homes all at once. Major League Baseball is in a work uh, a stoppage right now. They're on strike or they're being locked out is the right way of saying it in this case. The owners are going to need more money. So they're going to say, hey, who wants to bid on this package? And Apple needs more content for Apple TV Plus, And a billion dollars is nothing to Apple. This makes sense. Apple is using its almost $3 trillion market cap and $191 billion in cash and equivalents to expand into, to expand their iPhone business well beyond what it is now. That's how they got into, well, computers got into iPhones and iPhones got into watches and watches got into App Store. Now they need product for this stuff. One of the quickest way to do it is add sports. It's like adding water to something that's been shrunk dried or dry shrunk. The last deal was for $350 million. Owners loved it. I think the new deal is going to be for a billion. And I think Apple could be a player. It's a pretty fascinating time to see what's happened in the world of streaming. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Find me online at epwealth.com. The fortune-making spirit of today's marketplace, the Rob Black Show. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, the aforementioned. Let's talk money. Stocks are rising. Bitcoin is bouncing. I feel we went through a 5% correction. And is that enough to buy the dip? Well, it has been for the last 10 years. And maybe it is again. We need a bear market. We need a down market. But just because I think we need doesn't mean we'll get That's the premise of the the start of today's show. Why do we need? Because there's some crazy stuff happening. The Federal Reserve is about to make the cost of borrowing more expensive. But when Fed Chairman Jerome Powell talked to the Senate yesterday, he said the economy is going to be fine. We're going to beat this inflation thing. But there is inflation. But the economy is going to be fine. I'm pretty good with that right there. If our top banker is saying the economy is going to be fine, I'm pretty good with it. Um, you heard Jamie Dimon earlier this week to say he's seeing the best economic growth in decades, and he thinks we're going to have four rate hikes. Here's what's going to kind of make for a volatile year, in my opinion. Let's hope I'm wrong. We're probably going to see a rate increase in the first quarter of the year. Not second half of the year, but the first quarter. And that'll shake a lot of people. It'll rattle a lot of people. People are rushing to buy homes right now, in large part because of fear of higher interest rates. Aren't we supposed to be bundled up in our caves and protecting our children and our spouses and protecting against the the crazy winter weather? Yes, we're not supposed to be buying homes. We're supposed to be in the homes right now. But there's a problem. Home prices are going crazy. 
food prices are going crazy. Vehicle prices are going crazy. The cost to heat our cave is going crazy. Let me give you some examples. Shelter costs are up 4% for the year, year over year. Used cars up 37.3%. That is the nuttiest thing that I can say out loud. I got an email from my dealer where I got my truck from six years ago, seven years ago. And I can trade it in and get about 70% of what I paid. That's insane. Used vehicles are going for that much. Strangely, like what's in your garage may have increased more in the last year than what's in your portfolio. Energy prices rose 29% year over year. Gasoline was up 49% year over year. Food up 6.3%. I saw a filet going for $50 a pound over the holidays. Now, again, it was like a Molly Stones is more the high-end grocer, which tends to mark stuff up anyway. And yeah, the cow is probably massaged by Buddhist monks. Yes, yes, yes. But 50 bucks. A lot of banks are cutting overdraft fees, trying to keep up with the young kids and their desires to use fintech. Fintech is exactly what it sounds like, financial tech. I've got some of my cash with an online bank. It's the weirdest thing in the world. How is this possible that I have $100,000 with an online bank? It's because they pay a dividend because they don't, not a dividend, they pay a higher yield for cash deposits because they don't have physical offices. And all I'll say is, I love it, 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 I love it. Expect empty grocery shelves to return as sick employees and supply chains are starting to collide yet again. Kim Kardashian and Floyd Mayweather were sued by investors over alleged crypto scam. Here's an area that I, I want to expand on for just uno momentero. Um, I think we need to get celebrities out of digital currencies. I, I think we should get celebrities out of all financial products. In my industry, I'm not allowed to hire Joe Montana. I'm as big of a celebrity as they get in financials. <clears throat> Regulated investing stocks. I've been in media for 25 years. People know my name. I'm kind of a big deal. I've got many fine leather-bound books that smell of rich mahogany. I drink scotchy, scotch, scotch. I'm kind of a big deal in financial media. But if I were to have Joe Montana on the show and go say, Joe Montana goes, Rob Black is the greatest thing ever. When I throw touchdowns, I win games. Rob Black throws touchdowns, you win games. I'm Joe Montana. Hannah Montana's brother. Um, Not allowed to do it. Um, in large part because you're enamored by Joe Montana. You're enamored by him. You think he's the best thing ever. Whatever Joe says is good enough by me. So the average person can get bamboozled because I can say, hey, Joe, I know you're a little down on your luck. You need a million dollars. Why don't you do an endorsement for me? I'm kind of happy Kim Kardashian and Floyd Mayweather are, are getting sued. Floyd Mayweather was fun to watch. Kim Kardashian's just annoying to me. There's things that I get. There's things that I don't get. I don't get her. It, I, I was too old when she appeared on the scene. 
And I just don't get it. An out of shape body with a lot of plastic in it, being a trendsetter, don't get it. Anyone can go get plastic injected everywhere in their body. Um, so I just don't get it. I know you're saying she doesn't have plastic injected. I don't get why we care who she's dating. Don't get it. But on top of it, when she says, I'm Kim Kardashian and I like this digital currency. <clears throat> she's not doing you a favor. I guess she's a 21st century Barbie. That's the right way of putting it, right? A real one. But even like when Susie Orman got into endorsing debit cards, I'm like, no, no celebrities on financial products. That would make me happy. Holiday sales slowed. A lot of items were out of stock is the thought. Consumers spent $204 billion in online purchases in 2021 from November 1st through the 31st. I bought most of my stuff probably early, late October, early November because of supply chain issues. So that's the slowest growth since 2014. Um, Prices overall were a little bit more higher and thus adjusted growth was changed to allow for that. Curbside pickup was in demand. It it was chosen by 23% of shoppers. I love curbside shopping. I don't even have to get out of my car. As soon as McDonald's will bring it out to me, I'm like, when they're like, you're in the drive-thru McDonald's like, oh, just park there. We'll bring it out to you. I'm like, great. I love it. Um, I love curbside pickup. It grew 40% year over year. Crazy, right? Apple's been rumored by the New York Times to be interested in buying Major League Baseball games. Arby's has introduced a new spicy sandwich. Spicy chicken wars are back. Makes me feel like the pandemic might be ending. It's a good thing. It's It's comfortable. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Markets started off higher. Where did we go? Lower. Turnaround. Bright eyes. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. An education-first approach to managing your money. This is the Rob Black Show. 